Behind home plate, we bringing it to them all day. When the news, we bringing it to you always. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your Indian Center host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Soroka. Hey, Matt. It's nice to uh, nice to have you in office form. Yeah. This <laughs> is... You're speaking all quiet like you're in a business meeting. I know. This is all uh, weird for me. I got a cup of coffee here instead of my usual beverage and doing it at work so we could find the time. I... I Flew home last night from from Maryland, so our schedule's all screwed up. That's all right. We're making it work. Yeah, yeah. And we're thanks. We're recording early because I'm gonna get one more game in before I get out of here. So uh, we're recording this on Monday afternoon. It's a little lunch break recording. It means I'll be able to release it early, so maybe you can listen to this on the way to the game Monday night if you're going there like me. Yeah, this is really Josh's fault for having three games attended is not enough in three days. He's got to make it four in four days. That's what well, it is, right? Four and four days? Yeah, it's four and four days. Well, technically five days. Because uh, I had Thursday of just sitting around not doing anything. Thanks to that wonderful forecast in by the Orioles to say, hey, 80 degrees and sunny is a horrible day for a uh, opening day. Let's push it to Friday where we can get it cold and muggy and a little drizzle. We can put a man on the moon, but we can't get the weather right. This, yeah. this goes back to uh, all the... The slander that's gets, that's headed the way of weathermen for for being inaccurate the predictions usually it just saved for winter complaining about weathermen during winter but now or weather reporters now we can complain about them during baseball season too. Right? Does it have anything to do with John Angelos wanting to make it over to the Springsteen concert on Friday as well? Uh, I don't think it's a John Angelos decision because if John Angelos was smart, he would have had the game and then tried to can to start and tried to cancel it so he could have gotten those concession sales. Oh, good point. Good point. So that was exactly after all. Nice I'll tell you what. Money. After open opening series with New York in town, and then a giveaway on Sunday. I don't know how the pricing works at Camden Yards, but I know they raise the price on uh, different teams. So I know the Yankees come to town; they charge more. I swear they charge more on giveaway days as well. Oh, you think so? I somehow here's the other thing they did is they also closed off. Uh, the the left field um upper cheap deck, seats. yeah yeah cheap seats to force you to buy more expensive seats so all i know is i went on saturday and i bought two tickets and it was 66 dollars yeah. i went on sunday kids opening day still against the yankees now it's the nickelodeon bobblehead giveaway two seats 94 dollars jeez and both times i've gone up and said hey i want the kids cheer free package two cheapest seats you've got and this is what they charge me so some that whole report about john angelo's making 64 million dollar profit totally makes sense now yeah that's i don't know when this happened i feel like i just woke up today and this happened and we're going to talk about our experience we both went to opening day and talk about our experience open day and um, a lot of good stuff from that but i don't know when this, i feel like i woke up one day and all of a sudden ticket prices were 
like I, I in my head I was thinking ticket prices are you know you can fifteen dollars for the cheap seats. So that's not a thing anymore. They, they do. I will give the Orioles credits. They do have Monday through Thursday Utah Street bleachers for ten dollars. Yeah, that's good. For now, I like that. That's a good deal. But other than this, I don't. I and I hate this flexible pricing because if someone asks me how much does it cost to go to an Oriole game, I can't tell you. Because well, I have to ask what day, where do you want to sit, what's the weather like, is there a giveaway, who's in town? Yeah, now I have to plan my trips to Camden Yards when they're not playing the Yankees, which means more Yankee fans probably there who are willing to pay the more expensive seats. Than totally, I'm not. I mean, let's talk about that. We went opening day, and um. Maybe let's see how it goes. Maybe later in the day, I'll give you a little rundown about my opening day with Birdland Sports and doing the booth with uh, the Orioles Radio Network. Okay, yeah, and uh, I want to get to some of the the but, pregame stuff too, and uh, kind of all the festivities yeah. around opening day. So we can and we can get to all that, but let's talk about these Yankee fans because opening day, it was mostly Oriole fans. Very few Yankee fans. Very few Yankee fans. Can I also uh, say something about that? Yeah. I want it, you know, we, I live close to Brave Stadium, Truist Park. I want it to be comfortable going to an opening, even if they're playing the Orioles. I, I don't think I would ever go to an opening day Braves game to cheer for the Orioles. I feel no, like opening day I, is for the home team. I went like, boom. Well, it depends. See, okay. and, and my argument, uh, Yankee fans will be able to use it right on us because I went to opening day last year in Tampa. And and my argument is, well, Tampa Bay doesn't sell enough tickets to fill it up. That's everyone's going to sell it anyway. Yeah, right. And that's what Yankee fans can say to Baltimore as well. No, no, no. we would have sold out without Yankee fans. Would we? Day. Would I absolutely would have. It was a sellout. It was a sellout before game day. I know they. I know they announced it was a sellout before game day. And I think they were. I think it was more than a sellout. I think they over over capacity because we get to the crowds. Oh, you want to talk concessions? Full. Every seat was full in the stands, and, and stand you couldn't only. you couldn't move anywhere when you went into the concessions. So right. I don't think the numbers exaggerated on on it being a sellout. Well, no, the number and the number that they announced as paid attendance was above the occupancy of the stadium. Yeah, which the makes seating, sense because it felt like that. Yeah. Um, but then instantly Saturday, it seemed like it was fifty fifty Yankee fans. Yeah, a lot of Yankee fans on Saturday. And Sunday, sorry, Birdland did not show up on Sunday. There were a lot of kids, but it had to be 60-40 Yankee fans. Yeah, especially the weekend, right? We, we talked about this. Yankee fans will come down for the right. weekend, and they could probably do the whole trip tripper than what it costs to go to Yankee games. But it, but it was nice to see full crowds. It was nice to see – and it was funny because opening day, sold out, packed, uh, above occupancy or capacity. Saturday, still a really big crowd. Sunday, a good-sized crowd. I'm going tonight, and it's the Oakland Athletics in town. It's got to be, what, 10,000 people? Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's going to be no one there. I was surprised by Saturday's crowd. I thought my memory, and I would be curious to see compared to other years, but memory was after opening day, like no one comes to game two. Correct. That wasn't the case. It was a really good crowd on on Saturday. That's my memory, too. I wondered how much of this had to do with the fact that it was spring break, that this week is spring break up here. Yeah. If that led to bigger crowds on oh, Saturday. Oh, and, and in, in and New York, right, with, a lot of people had off for Easter, and so it's easier oh, yeah. to travel. And, yeah. and let's not forget the real thing, winning baseball. This team's exciting. Well, that's the thing we don't know. So that would be a case with Monday, right? Yeah. A typical crowd on a Monday, first Monday after opening day, 
we can look it up, but it's probably around ten thousand. Right. So, is this the first? Is this also the first season with the six thirty starts during the school year? I feel like we did this last year too. I'm a okay. huge fan, but I feel like this was last year too. Yep, I, I'm a huge fan as well. So excited about that tonight. I mean, and I'm, you know what? I'm also excited. Play? That's what, uh, I could be in bed by nine. Let's go. Well, that's what I'm excited. I'm excited tonight to actually see the pitch clock work because I love the pitch clock watching on TV, and I love the pitch clock in person. But when the Yankees are in town, they bring that whole thing to a stop with mound visits and huddling everyone up and this and that. And the pitch clock does not slow down the New York Yankees. Yeah. And can I say I like that when I'm going to games, I'm okay with the game dragging on because, you know, my kid wants to go do things. I'm going to miss a couple innings. If you want to, if you want to get concessions, that's three innings right there. So I'm actually okay with a slower game when I'm, at the game. I feel like I just want the faster game when I'm watching on TV. You have to you have to time your bathroom breaks because I always I'm the type that in the past I've always I always avoid the between in and bathroom breaks because if it's a large crowd there's a line. Because everybody goes between innings. So you had to find it in the past it would be the slow batter or the slow pitcher. You know you can run in and out. For me this weekend my key my trick was the uh when they're bringing in a new pitcher. When someone's coming out of the bullpen, that's the time to jet. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's fine. There were some lines with the bathrooms, uh, but, but no, as, as far as the, the game itself, or before we get to the game, um, I don't think Josh, were you there when, like, people ran out into the red on the orange carpet? No, and they introduced nope. players. No, you want to start there? Let's start with opening day, and let's start with the pregame. Yeah, and then we can talk about also new additions to to the stadium and. Um, how we like those, and yeah, if we think they're back of employees. Um, but the just I'll make this comment: biggest ovations. I don't think this is surprising. Uh, and and these three, maybe we could disagree with as far as who got the bigger ones. But I felt like these three were far and ahead the biggest ovations. Josh, you know who those three were? Who had the? Uh, I felt like had the biggest ovations by far. Fire me up, guy. No. No players. I'm talking about. <laughs> I know. I know. Fire me up, I know. Guy. There's some controversy that the fire me up guy got to run out when every year forever it's been a little kid. Oh really? I yeah. was not into that controversy. Um, I don't care about the controversy. I don't care either. In fact, I wasn't even in the stadium. Uh, yeah, I mean it's easy. Adley Rushman. Yes, I thought Gunner he was Hen- the third highest. Gunnar Henderson. I don't think he was top three. Uh, Ryan McKenna. Yes, and Ryan McKenna was the biggest. No. Um, <laughs> I thought Grace Rodriguez had the biggest. Okay, I see. I didn't even. I didn't. It didn't even cross my mind that he was got an introduction because he got pulled up the day before. Yeah, part of his, his the his large response might have been too because he was the first big name, who who was came out there. So right, the future. Yeah, and oddly, I would put him as kind of third because maybe because he didn't even run out. I think he was warming up the pitcher. So okay, got it. Yep, that that distracts it. And then the second biggest I thought was not Gunner. I thought it was actually uh, Felix Batista. Okay, that makes sense. Batista's an exciting player. And we got, yeah, thankfully we got to see him on opening day. Yeah, people, I feel like this is unusual for people to love. I mean, we liked Zach Britton a lot, and he was great. Yeah. Um, but I feel but, like to have, like, one of the favorite players be the a, a reliever is pretty interesting. Well, it's the, it's the hype. It's that he's this big huge guy it's oh, the, 100 miles per hour it's yeah. the intro with omar when he goes out in the field yeah um 
Yeah, but you're right. In the past, we've seen we've been to games where the closer gets booed on the orange carpet. Yeah, yeah, we have. Um, so so that was so, so who was I'd, so who was the number one? No, I, I said Grayson. It was Grayson Batista. Oh, okay, and Grayson Batista. Yeah, right. they're probably Gunner Four. I heard Hyde got a pretty big. Oh, he applause did also. Yeah, Hyde did get a big applause. I like that. Yeah. I like Hyde. Yeah, and there was no booze for McKenna. There was no no one good, got booed good, on opening good. day. Um, it's not appropriate, ex- except for the Yankees. All the Yankees got booed pretty good, which is good to hear. Yes, Owen was very excited that some lady stood up with two big middle fingers for Aaron Judge. Oh, I didn't see that, but yeah, that's appropriate. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, acceptable. For a nine year old, you don't, don't want to see kids mine. flipping people off. But if 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 kids are going to see people getting flipped off, it might as well be Aaron Judge. It might as well be, yeah, Aaron Judge. Exactly. Um, and, and then my only other comment about the pregame stuff, I I, I I thought Kevin Brown did a really nice job. I thought the oh, sound okay. system oh, was fine. You could okay. hear him and everything. I thought that was good. All right, because the sound system was bad once the game started. Yeah, they needed a new sound system. Yes. But I, it was like I thought I would just – I feel like you can never hear any words on that thing. But no. I thought it was fine for Kevin Brown. I thought he did a nice job um, with that. And then the, my only other comment was Governor Westmore. And I don't care anything about politics in Maryland anymore since so I don't live there. I don't even know anything about Westmore. But his first pitch – the ceremonial first pitch yeah. was enough that if I was a resident of Maryland, I would never vote for for Westmore. Oh, um, wait, it was, that, it was bad? It was bounced within maybe four feet of him. It was really, really bad. Did he go up to the mound or he threw it? No, he was in front of the mound. He was in front of the mound and didn't get close to the Ooh. plate. It was, it was bad. Oh, who did he throw it to? Oh, I don't know. There was, it was weird because he and his son and his daughter all did it. And so there's three catchers. Okay. Um, I was just focused on him. Well, I don't know who was catching, but he, he bounced it. He bounced well, it maybe two bounces before it got there. Oh, that's really bad. But good thing as of today or as of yesterday, the Orioles have three catchers on their roster because that's what you need. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's maybe that's why because all these ceremony first pitches, they realize right. we don't have enough people catching these bouncing balls. Yeah. Hopefully they're making a move and baboom or whatever's going to go away this today, but I haven't seen the move yet. Dad was a little disappointed. I didn't think about this, but he was—he thought not disappointed might not be the right word, but he thought that you know the opening ceremony first pitch on open day should go to someone more directly connected with the Orioles, like a former player or something. You right. know, get Jim Palmer out there, yeah, or Bruce Robinson or whatever. But but remember, the Orioles are in the middle of negotiating with the state for more money so they can buy that more bigger sound system. Right. So yeah. you're gonna but suck I don't care up. About that. No, but you're gonna suck up to the governor. Because you want this this one uh, this money. You think, you're saying it's politics here. It's politics. It's okay. totally politics. There's no. I wouldn't even have the the. He's the governor, Westmore. Yes. Who's Brandon Stocks or Stokes? Is that the mayor of Baltimore? I think the mayor Scott. of Scott is Scott. The mayor. Yeah, Scott. I think the mayor of Baltimore would be more appropriate than the governor of Maryland for opening day. Well, did you see what he's wearing for opening day? I'm going to go into outfit. <laughs> no, we're not going politics. But did you see what he was wearing? He was wearing. No. <laughs> he doesn't look like a typical mayor. That's all I'm saying. Right, but it doesn't matter. He's the mayor of Baltimore. If you can't get yeah. the president, and you can't get Cal Ripken Jr., uh, which who was at the game, by the way. Right, who was at the game? So I think he could have threw out a pitch. I've I've never seen him throw out a pitch. Okay, but yeah, if you can't get a uh, Oriole like that, then I think you go mayor before governor. Okay, because I could list about 20 guys who I would have had before. I mean, I would even go with a Lamar Jackson. 
uh, that would. I don't know how that negotiation would. That would have been a great troll job. Or, or if you could have Ravens could have worked out a little faster. OBJ get an Odell Beckham in there. Ooh, the first should, that would have been should, cool. They should definitely try to get that done this week. Yeah. Oh, the right in front of the New York crowd. That would have been fun. Yeah. But you're right, Lamar Jackson. Orioles, give give Lamar a call. You don't have to negotiate through the Ravens, whatever. Just give him a call, or call Ken Francis. Yeah. Call call uh, those guys. You might have to sell the entire gym like as a giveaway or something. But uh, get Lamar out there. That would yeah, be, if I was negotiating, if I was self negotiating for a contract like Lamar is, I would put dumb stuff like in there. Like I would say, I have to be the opening day ceremonial first oh. pitcher every single year of my contract or something. Forget forget the contract. If I was Lamar. I'd call up the Orioles and say, "Hey, I want to throw out the open. I want to throw out a pitch, and they'll bring them in." I'd bring call them up in a heartbeat, yeah. right? I'd I'd think of anything like that. I'd call the Hippodrome and say, "Hey, I want to say hi to everyone before I go." I'd just be like, "Hey, I'm going to make all these uh, Baltimore fans love me so much that the Ravens have to pay me money." Yeah, but I guess Lamar doesn't really want to be in Baltimore. Well, actually, that makes my, it complicated. This is we're getting on a diversion here. I think the Odell Beckham. 100% solidifies that Lamar Jackson will be back. Oh, I do. I think the opposite. Oh. I think it means we're moving on. No, I think the deal makes no context about that. And Lamar and him are like good friends too. So I think it's a one-year deal. He's going to do the whatever, the one year. Oh, oh, you think it's one year to get Lamar to play on the uh, on the whatever. The franchise tag. Franchise tag. And it's Super Bowl or bust. So let's go. All right. Well, they got a little. If it's Super Bowl or bust, they got a little bit more work to do. But I think their offense is done. I think their offense is legit now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's getting distracted here. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to opening day. Yeah. Before we get to the ceremony. game itself, and I thought it was a great game opening day. Yeah. Josh, thoughts about the stadium, about some of the renovations. You know. All right. Did, did you miss not seeing the here's the, the problem. sun sign? Thoughts. This is where. We're, as we get into the stadium talk and open days, we've been to a lot of opening days. We've yep. been to thousands of Oriole games at Camden Yards. This is where you were going to start being I hundreds. Been, I don't know, maybe. I mean, we've had season tickets for twenty-five years. Yeah, no longer than that. Thirty years. Yeah, but even if you go to ten games a year for twenty-five that's, years, that's two fifty. You have to go to double that to get to five hundred. Yeah, but a couple of those years we were going. A couple of those years we were going to twenty-five. 30 games? I don't know. All right, hundreds we, of we, games. I'm going to go we've been, games. we've been to the to plenty of games. So this is going to be a little... Thousands of Oriole games. This is going to be a... We've watched thousands of Oriole games. Yes. Um. So this is going to be a little bit of old man yelling at clouds. Okay. All right. So um, let's start. Let's start with the stuff that was kind of pre-announced. So the sun sign going away. Yeah, was that weird for you to see? Uh, only at one point when the ball was hit up and I asked you, is it an error? And I looked up and there was no sun to see if it was flashing. Yeah. I think it looks silly and it's a big empty hole. It does look and, a, a noticeable gap for fans and to it, know. Yeah. It screams, sponsor this stadium. Yeah. It makes me wonder if the negotiation with the sun wasn't, hey, the sun doesn't want to advertise anymore, but was the Orioles going to the sun and saying, hey, to have a sign that prominent in this stadium, it needs to be uh, the sun's park at Oriole Park at Camden Yards. Like, you have to put up a lot more money because we're selling the name and rights. 
Yeah, I'm curious to see how long there's a gap there. I bet by next year there's something in that spot. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, and that's the, they maybe they'll use it to advertise like Bruce Springsteen coming to town or something. That's possible. So, um, it looks it just looks odd. And then what's what's the name of the new bar that's taking Dempsey's place? Something sport the sports books we sports, have sports bar or something sports book without a book, right? Sports. Uh, it's it's a sp- book is in there, isn't it? There's it's a sp- but it's a book in there, but the, but then there's no betting in there. Now there's no trying to betting. Do you think do you think what happened is they want to open a sports book like we've been saying for years, and they couldn't get all the legal stuff squared away for this it's season? Super book bar, super book bar, super book bar and restaurant. I remember it being hard to say super book bar and restaurant. Super book bar, but super book is a website. All right, so they're the sponsor. But it must be that they couldn't get the gambling license in straightened properly to have it in the stadium or MLB doesn't have or an MLB rule or something where they're planning to have real gambling in there. Right. Yeah. If you right go, now, if you right go, Josh, just, a, if you go to superbook.com, yeah, it says that they it, where do you want to play Arizona, Nevada, Colorado, New Jersey, Tennessee, Iowa, Ohio coming soon, Indiana, Louisiana, Virginia and Maryland. So it's coming okay. soon to Maryland. All right, because they advertise, hey, come into the sports book and place bets on your phone, which is a whole different conversation because I did that all weekend. And DraftKings in the stadium betting on at-bats and betting on pitches is a game changer for me. It was so much fun. Yeah. It got it made baseball uh, – it made sitting there more entertaining. It was – as much as I love baseball, putting a dollar on, on what's going to happen next at-bat made it exciting for my wife. And everything, it was fun. Yeah, but yeah, you're I, a degenerate. Okay, but here's ahead. here's my problem with sportsbook. Well, I believe I warned you not to download the app. Once and I, I, and I, I did not download the app. Was. I want no part of that because I will lose money. The house always right. wins because we, you and I, are the same. And I'm an idiot, so yeah, yep. I'm not downloading that. I don't know how many times this weekend I bet on Ryan Mountcastle to hit a home run, and he never did. Yeah, and then the uh, second, and then here's what here's why I hate gambling. The second Ryan Mountcastle hits a home run. You're gonna say yes, hit home run, and then your next one's gonna be crap. I should have bet on him to hit a home right, run. Right. It just, <laughs> so it's just a lose lose. Exactly. Um, but here's my problem with the sports book. Besides the obvious that there's no gambling at the sports book, they're clearly the main advertiser. Their signage is all over the place. They have a brand new sign on the warehouse, and it's an ugly bright yellow sign. When Part of Utah Street has been, let's get this old school look. Everything's got the orange signage. Everything's got this orange glow. And they couldn't negotiate for Sportsbook to use an orange version of their logo for the warehouse. That's my problem. Mm. My problem and that's my is, old man. Yeah, here's my old man problem. And this is in keeping with, I think, my first response. Especially, I think about this more as uh, have raising a young person who's going to be an Orioles fan, is, is an Orioles fan. Like, I want them to have some appreciation of the history, like Jim Palmer yeah. before my time, but I'm very familiar with Jim Palmer, right? Earl Weaver before my time, very familiar with Earl, Earl, Earl Weaver. Like I want my son to have some notion of Orioles history. And I feel like these are small moves, like taking Dempsey's, Correct. but Dempsey's was not just the name of the restaurant. It was an ode to Orioles history. Um, and so I it feel is. like you're just taking a little bit of Orioles history away every time you do one, one, one of these things. And you're making Camden Yards generic. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're making you take away the Baltimore Sun sign, you you put another name on it. You're you're making it generic like any other ball club. Um, you're right. It should have been Super Brooks, and it'd be Brooks Robinson's place. 
Yeah, some, some connection. It needs to, to be like like yeah. in uh, Back to the Future 2 where Biff has a casino and there's a big neon of his face. We yeah. need a big neon Brooks Robinson and it's Brooks Sportsbook. Yeah, though I'm not sure Brooks wants to be associated with that. If I was him, I wouldn't, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, for money? I don't. I, the Orioles don't have a great gambling history, but you could come up with something, some type of tie-in. Yeah. Um, other, I, I, Josh, you went to the team store. I didn't even go in the team store because the line team store long. is completely. It's it's renovated and it's in aisles and stuff, and it's it's uh, a lot of neat, a lot of nice new product. I was definitely checking it out. There's a T-shirt I might pick up today that I liked. Um, I bought a blanket. Josh there. is going under just going to cover as a spy in there to steal ideas. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I maybe, but um, <laughs> no, a lot of cool things. I, I do like the renovations of the team store. It's nice. Uh, I really like, and I don't know if I've missed this in previous years that Birdland members that we get 25% off food, beverages, and merchandise just by flashing a little card. So I Birdland I, members and family. Yeah. Well, I mean, we are members. Those are our seats. Yeah. So I did enjoy that aspect of it. I took advantage of that at the concessions multiple times. Um, the store's all good. Again, it's really crowded, so it's tough to, like, check out the new food offerings. I did find there's a – over on the third base side, there's a new food cart, which is like a pop-up shop for little local companies where they don't need to commit for the whole year but they can come in and, and represent their restaurant for like a series. Oh, that's a good idea. And I, I, I like that. Or maybe it's a homestand. I like that. So I went to some, I went there and got a burger from someplace I've never heard of, but because they're a little small shop in Baltimore, that was cool to support them. But right. uh, yeah, I, I had really no other thoughts about I didn't, the new additions outside no, of the sportsbook bar. We saw, right. We saw the wall last year. Uh, so no change there. I really didn't notice much changes in Camden Yards. Um, but they still cannot figure out when it's a sellout to have enough employees to manage the concessions. And I don't know if the Orioles will ever be able to get that. I also know that that's kind of the state of the service industry right now, that restaurants don't have enough staff. So I guess it makes sense that the that Camden Yards would also not have enough staff. Yeah, I don't know how staffing works for that because, like, I, I have a friend who works concessions for the Orioles, but he's they're not employed by the Orioles. They do it right. for, like, fundraising stuff. Um, and so – Well, think, they, they signed a new de- – the Orioles signed a new vendor deal right. this year with a new concession company. But you only really need max concessions for, a like, open times. day, like, the open right. weekend. <laughs> right. And, and then what are you supposed to do? Just fire everybody? Like, I think it's I a don't tricky know. situation. I went to one uh, hot dog stand. And all they were selling was chips and beer. Yeah, there's also like lack of because yeah, they didn't have enough chefs. Yeah, yeah. Also, so, when, when did this go away? Did this go away with COVID? Um, when you had vendors who would go in the stands, right, and sell things, is that not I, a thing anymore? I saw a beer vendor on Sunday. It's the first one I've seen in the upper deck. Okay, because I had the same issue where what happened to the beer vendors? Is it because we don't sit, watch the whole game? Anymore. You get a hot dog, pretzel, especially with sorry, but with this pitch clock. That's heaven for a, a beer vendor. Like yeah. get out there and sell stuff. Like and go beyond the hot dogs and the and the beer. Because yeah. now people don't want to get up. I thought about making my own business, Josh, and buying 
10 beers at the thing and then going around the stands and selling them for at a it's, profit. It's a good I idea. I but my they, own thing. It's a good idea, but they limit you to two. <laughs> so. Because clearly there was more people who wanted access to these things than that were able to get access. I would have bought a beer if the line wasn't 100, 100 miles long. You know, you told me a, you lost out a lot of money. You told me a story about a beer vendor kind of quitting and just walking away. Yeah. And uh, I then read uh, the same story in the Baltimore Banner, so I know you're not full of crap. Oh, no, I was walking there with Silas, and the guys left, and then a woman came up and scooped into the ice of, like, three or four beers. And she's like, the vendors left. We're on our own. And then she, like, took off running. <laughs> right. The, Ru- running back, back into the stands. The and beer I got out of there because I didn't want to be in the middle of a riot or anything, but. Right. The beer vendor leaves, and suddenly it's Armageddon, this lady. <laughs> it's the end of the world. Yeah. Um, congratulations. You stole thir- 30 bucks a beer. Uh, right. Be proud. Well, I'm but... told security caught up with her. Well, it was not, it was at least five people who right. I saw scoop beer and run. Well, I heard they caught up to some, some, okay. I heard some people had been grabbed and pulled aside. Oh, that well, good. Uh, it was just a weird yeah. situation. Cause then there was still like a, a really long line of people waiting, not realizing what happened. <laughs> it was just, yeah, but the, the lines for concession. Well, that's like wanted, my. My would chip, to, it would take a couple innings to, to get something. My hot dog chip line, I stood in that line for a long time thinking I was buying a hot dog. Yeah. And you didn't know until I you got up no to the touchscreen that all they had was chips. There was and no there was a long science. line behind me, and I'm sure none of those people know either because the store was called Camden Franks. Yeah. Again, missed opportunity with Frank Robinson. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, I ended up getting ice cream because there was no line at ice cream. Uh, yeah, it was so but cold. it was 30 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, but the, but the game itself, Josh, it was a really, it was a great open day game. It was back and forth. You had Adley with like the eight pitch at bat, come up with the clutch hit. You had that great defensive play at third by, by Arias. Uh, and then you had a classic end. Well, a little anticlimactic with what happened, but you had kind of Batista versus judge, right. uh, in the ninth inning with a one run lead. And he walked him, which is a little bit anticlimactic pitched around him. Um, but we won open day. Our record, Josh, at Camden Yards, just at Camden Yards, we've had a lot of bad teams at Camden Yards. Our record open day is 22 and 10. That's pretty impressive for open day. If you're a betting man, bet on the Orioles to win open day, if nothing else. And I did. I did. Yeah. Because well, I they have a good track line. record. I knew that line before the game. And, and 10. Yeah. And I was very curious because uh, I knew that line for the Orioles and I never got around to it. I wanted to look it up for other teams. Like, is there some like advantage to your home opener that teams play well? Yeah. The, the but, other um, thing is, just real quick about yeah. open day, the other thing is, I was thinking about this too, like when we do, you know, college, when you have like your, um, whatever it's called, homecoming, and you always play a team you know you're going to beat by 50 points, yes. like in football or something. Why are we opening against the Yankees? Can't for opening day, I guess we got to open up against somebody. But if, uh, can't can give us the athletics or something for opening well, day? It's like, it's like the Rays. Everyone's praising the Rays because they're like, what, 8-0, 9-0? Nine and zero, which I don't care who you're playing. That's impressive. Yeah, but Josh, go ahead but and still. undermine their nine and zero. Yeah. No, 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 I'm not undermining the nine and zero. But on pencil, that's a that's a seven and, and two start. Worst case scenario, six and four, or uh, whatever, six and three, because they they're playing some bad teams. Well, we'll now, find out because who they just be played. Fair, we're about to play all those teams now, so we'll find out. Right. Well, not quite, but yeah. To be fair. The Orioles, we get a little bit of that now because these Orioles have been fun to watch, but we get Oakland coming up, the White Sox, the Nats, the Tigers, the Red Sox again, like, and then the Tigers again. 
Like we need to have a huge April with that type of lineup. Oh yeah, you could argue that the Oakland Nats and Tigers are the three worst teams in baseball. You could make yeah. that argument. And so we're playing. I mean, Oakland, I think, is clearly the worst team in the American League. Nats are clearly the worst team in the National League. I think the Tigers are down there as well. So you can make well, a legit argument. Twelve that games we have over the next whatever fifteen days. Yeah, and the White Sox so far this year are under five hundred. So yeah. yeah, we're not playing anyone over five hundred. So um, this is an important stretch for the Orioles, definitely to to not just win series, but get some sweeps and stack some wins here. Yes, but you're right. I would like you would think they would try to balance that better so we don't get the New York Yankees for the home opener. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, great game. I love the I love watching these young guys play. I love the plate discipline of Adley and Gunner, and I think you see that then stretch into other people. I feel like Mountcastle has better discipline this year. Yeah, I saw a stat on yesterday's game. You didn't see it because you were there, but it said in terms of pitches per plate appearance, so far this year the orders were number one. It was like a little over four pitches per plate appearance. We were one in baseball, first in baseball for how many pitches we were seeing at the plate. I mean, that that passes the eye test. I've definitely noticed the difference there, and I love it. It forces pitchers... We've had way too many years of leading the team, league in strikeouts. So to force the pitchers to actually have to make good pitches and get on base and walks, and we're seeing it by when we walk, we steal. It's exciting. It's a fun style of baseball. Yep, and I think Adley does that best, and Gunner has a really good eye. So I think that's going to be a continuing theme that the Orioles are producing players who are good at plate discipline. That's their something they excel with. Is uh, Are we yeah. – Are we? No longer allowed to complain this year. Did we did we run out of complaints? Was last year our only complaint year of, oh, that would have been a home run with the old wall? Yeah. I mean... Oh, is, are we not allowed to say that anymore? I mean, Aaron Judge hit that home run that went with like a foot of being with the wall, but he hit it towards the bullpen area, so it just right. snuck out. Yeah, it just snuck um, out. Mount yeah, Castle no, had, th- had some warning tracks uh, shots. Yeah, I think there. in the series, the wall hurt us more than it hurt the Yankees. It did. It did, yes. Yeah. But I think we're not allowed to talk about that anymore, right? Now we just accept it as that's our ballpark. Yeah, yeah. I think we can still complain about Yankee Stadium and their minor league ballpark or their little league ballpark. Right, yeah, that's but, why Aaron Judge gets the big numbers. But also Aaron Judge is really, really good. He is, yeah, he's very good. Um, yeah, I think we're done complaining about it. You know who also is really good, Josh? Uh, what are your thoughts on Frenchy Cordero, a guy who we cut? We cut keep, this, this offseason, right? Well, uh, during spring training, spring training. that's make, what I mean. He had a great spring training, and we um, wanted to keep uh, Ryan McKenna. Yeah, who cost us a game in Boston, and Frenchy Cordero, who hit two home runs in the series. By the, and, by the way, I do not blame Ryan McKenna for that loss in Boston. Okay, I blame du- the TV du- announcers. Duly noted, because the, the TV, TV announcers, announcers. Yeah, watch that replay. They're calling it as he a pop fly out, and the game's over before he catches it. Um. But but no, French Cordero is killing us. Josh, do you blame Mike Elias for cutting French French Cordero? No, every every player gets hot at some point. Okay, so you're I not. I don't see. That. I don't think that's going to be a full season of what he's doing now. Yeah. He got hot in Baltimore. He maybe had a little extra to uh, to prove this weekend in Baltimore. Uh, maybe he plays better in the cold weather, and things are going to warm up, and that guy's going to be a no name. Yeah, I mean, he has a pretty good track record of being an average to below average major league hitter and a definitely below average fielder. So I'm curious to see. I don't think he'll still be on the team come July, but 
it's weird that we're cutting guys who are good enough to start for the Yankees, and it's unfortunate that he crushed us in that series. Right. Yeah, it's just bad timing. Yeah. Um, any other takeaways from the series against the Yankees, Josh? Um, no, I mean, the Yankees are good. We knew they were going to be good. It sucks because here's the problem. The Orioles got a lot of hits, but we did a horrible at getting guys around the bases. We left a lot of runners in scoring position. A lot of struggles because we'd get the first. We'd be able to steal, get the second. We got into scoring position, no problem. We were not knocking guys in, and these were both close games with the Yankees where a couple more runs would have made the difference. So it's disappointing, and it's something that we got to clean up is getting hits with base with base runners. Yeah, I mean, you can do this all day when you have two good teams with the Yankees yes. and Orioles, but there was some some balls that for the Orioles that we had a lot of warning truck power. And you just like if you could have just gotten, you know, hit the ball a little bit harder, got a little less under it, um, they would have been home runs. Right. For, I mean, we we lost by three runs and then we lost by two runs. Yeah. So those are those are close games. Yeah. And there's no question the Yankees are better than the Orioles right now. Really? I mean, mm, yeah. O- offensively, o- who's better? Uh, oh, the Orioles might be better offensively. Pitching, the Yankees are better. You look at the bottom three in the lineup. They were oh, yeah. Aaron Hicks, Volpe, who looks overmatched. And Cordova. Um, and Cordova. then compared to our bottom three, yeah. no. I, I think top to bottom. I mean, Aaron Judge is better than anyone on the Orioles offensively. But I think top to bottom, our, our lineup is better than their lineup. Yeah. Josh, uh, we have a better lineup. Our pitching. Starting pitching. Who's got a better start starting pitching? The Yankees. Oh, I disagree. Especially now because um, what's the lefty they just signed that we should have signed in the offseason? Um, he's been hurt. He's been out. Cortez. It's back and he looks pretty good, um, but I mean I think they're starting. They have a lot of, they have a lot of uh, cost. Rondon is who I was thinking of. They they have a lot of unknowns um, in terms of starting pitching. Yeah, I don't. Um, I, I would say we're close to like maybe uh, I don't know. I, I mean don't know. I, I think, I think we have starting a chance, pitching is close, but I think proved. I think track record wise, they're still a little better. I think. Um, that Br- the Brito guy on Saturday looked good pitching. He, he's a rookie, Brito. Yeah, he looked good. Uh, and then Cordos, Cortez. Cortez is great. Yeah, he's a great, great pitcher yeah. as well. So I and they have Garrett Cole, to, and Garrett Cole's great. And we didn't see him. Yeah, I love the Orioles lineup. I feel hopeful about the Orioles rotation, but until the Orioles prove it, you got to give it. You got to give it to the Yankees. And I think we, that's what we saw this weekend: is close games where they pulled out just a little ahead. Well, I think the biggest. And we'll get there. I think the biggest disparity, and I think you're right. Probably starting pitches a little bit better. The biggest disparity to me, though, is the bullpen. They have guys coming in the fifth, sixth inning, throwing 99 miles per hour, who are Correct. legit, really good pitchers. They have arguably the best bullpen, one of the best bullpens of baseball. And our bullpen's just not. Well, you can blame the the injury on Tate and Givens, um, and Vault has really been struggled this year. And right. our bullpen, I mean, we're relying too much on guys like Logan Gillespie to get big outs. And well, and that's where it gets interesting with uh, when Bradish is back off the IL. Do you move a guy like Wells into the bullpen to stabilize things there? Yeah, because right now our, our our it feels like middle relief. Like if we can get to you know Cena Perez and Batista, we're okay. But getting between our starting right. pitching to our Back but end. you got these guys like Wells and DL Hall, which could be like established, like they could be really good bullpen guys, but you want them to be really good starting pitching. So you're kind of holding them out of bullpen. At some point, you're going to have to make some adjustments to someone's got to go in the bullpen out of this starting rotation and out of these guys that you, 
and hopefully that stabilizes things later in the season. Yeah, it still feels a little bit like spring training in the sense that, yeah, I do think guys like Wells are pitching for their future, right? For pitching to make the rotation. And if they struggle, yeah. they'll be knocked out of the rotation. Um, if they pitch well, they'll stay in there. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I think we need to figure out this bullpen thing. I don't know if the answers are in the minors. Maybe well, we can get there, but we've played um, nine games and we've used six six pitchers as starters. You're saying? Yeah, we've used six starters. We've yeah, had yeah. six different guys start games out of their nine games. Yeah. Which I mean, you and I were pushing for the six man rotation at the beginning of the season, so maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's happened. Just not just kind of accidentally, right. and, and maybe they'll keep it up. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But that's that's something that, that struck me watching that series is how good their middle guy middle relievers were and how ours were were lacking, right. to say the least. So yeah. we'll see how that plays out. And hopefully, I don't know when Tate and Givens can can come back, but I think that's going to be a, a boost for the bullpen as well. It will be. And and I think going through these lesser opponents for the next three weeks is also going to be like a um, build up some confidence with this team. I think this team already has a lot of confidence. I think we see this team blend in really well. They like to each other. Uh, it seems like they all kind of feel like they're, they got a chance that they're going to surprise people. And I think you could get some real good bonding with a great winning streak coming up here. Yeah. I mean, it's always, you know, it's dangerous being the victim of the series of recency bias. Right. And I feel like after the Boston series, we're like, Oh no panic mode. Um, and then after the Texas season, it was like, well, we could, you know, have the best record in baseball. And then yep. after the after the Yankee series, like, oh, man, after opening day, you were feeling good. But then after the last two games, you're feeling less good about this team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're going to have – we have a soft part of the schedule coming up. So um, we're going to find out. Hopefully, like, we think we're better than all the teams we're playing. So hopefully the Orioles go out there and, and, and prove it and show it. Right. And I think next week we'll be having a very optimistic conversation about. This oh, I season. can't wait! I can't wait. That's like, like I almost when we when I, we were thinking through like scheduling for today and all, it's like, can we squeeze one in this year? And it was like this week, or do we need to take a week off? And it was like, well, I want to talk all the opening day stuff because next week it's going to all be about how great the Orioles are doing. It better be. It better be. Or there's other be it, trouble in Birdland. Yeah. Yep. It's going to be an extreme next either side. Next yeah. next week. Yep. Agreed. So you have any uh you have any issues with traveling up and down? As far as um, flight, coming up to Maryland. I mean the first time we this is the first time you and I watched the baseball game together in a while. Yeah, no, I mean going through security always stresses me out. Um and now I have being responsible not just for myself, but for a five year old going through security stressing me out stressing me out even more. And like my stress is palpable, so he gets stressed at my stress. Uh, so there was an incident with shoes um, where I guess little kids don't need to take their shoes off. So you just right. take shoes off, put the shoes on. Um, and then like through security, like people telling them different things and kind of he's getting flustered. So that, that always is stressful, but we made it. And you know, the flight was simple and easy, short flight, less than two hours from Atlanta to Baltimore. So all that was the flight stuff is all, all good early flights. I mean, we flew out of there at 6am. We flew back here. So that was a long day yesterday, but um, but no, um, it made me realize that even going for the weekend is doable because the flights are so easy if you can find good ticket prices, which yeah. we're able to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's what I've done in the past. And if you, especially if you can come home for a series where they're not playing the Yankees, so you save a little bit of money there. 
you definitely make up that money in the flight. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this. If, you know, ticket prices being where they are, if I want to take three people to a game and pay for parking, that experience of going to the game and paying for parking, even with two people, if you got food and stuff, that's more expensive than the flight I took <laughs> from Atlanta Correct. to Baltimore. So that's that's just reality of the situation. And what's the I was trying I was confused. I'm confused with the food policy now at Camden Yards. I can take stuff in, right? But I yeah, can't can take bags in. in. So I can still take a sub in as long as I carry the sub in my hand, right? Or in a clear bag. Or in a small clear bag. Small clear bag. All right. You could like put in a big ziploc or something. Got it. All right. Might have yeah. to do that tonight. And that was rule last year with the big ziplocs. They just didn't allow food. Like I took a right. fanny pack and I filled my fanny pack with snacks. Okay. Can I carry a cardboard box in? A cardboard box. I don't yeah, think like if I, like, I want to pick policy. up a I want to pick up a Lido pizza on the way to the game no. tonight. Can I carry that into the stadium? No, but you can break it up into slices and put it in big Ziploc bags and you can. All right. I might have to do that tonight. I've been yeah. hitting all the food spots that I miss when I'm in Florida. And uh introducing to Owen and those to the point that <laughs> Owen said yesterday, I want to I think I'd like to live in Maryland more than Florida. I said, why? <laughs> he said, well, because of Camden Yards and because of all the food places here. That's funny. And, I, and I'm not going to fancy places. I have about four or five places that I like to Yeah, you're up. not really a fancy restaurant kind of guy. No, no, no. No, you I'm a Lido's, uh, Lido's, Chevy's, Mother's, and uh, Rita's. I think those are the places I hit up. Maybe one other place. Oh, Potbelly. Potbelly was the other one. So just a few things we don't have down in Florida. Yeah, I think, and listen, Sash grew up in Maryland, so it was, there's no, I, I mean, I think I bought his ice cream. I think it's the only time I spent money. Right. To buy his well, all, no, trust me, all these food places was for me. <laughs> they yeah. were all, I missed them. Yeah. Um, can I uh, can I complain about uh, the Orioles Radio Network's opening day party? Oh, yeah, be, be free. By the way, the pregame stuff, I don't remember this. Like, maybe this was always a thing, but we parked too far away for $25. And then, and then uh, we must walk through no less than four pregame things. I didn't realize oh, yeah. that was such a big deal. No, it's it's got to be winning baseball brings back yeah. pregame parties. Yeah. Um, and I sure wish the they kept the game on Thursday with the eighty degrees would have been way nicer for the pregame parties. All right, now let me tell you. Let yeah, me start this with saying, go on over to BirdlandSports.com. Because we're going to have different shirts on sale for 10 bucks a piece. Because I've got extra inventory left over thanks to the Orioles Radio Network. So if you go on over there today, you can get the 2023 uh, World Series Championship t-shirts for $10. I wear that and, opening day. It's a good shirt. Yeah, and I'm giving you a heads up here on Section 336 first. Go on over there, $10 while supplies last. There's not many of them. But go check them out and get them. And that's, I think that's going to be an even, even higher demand shirt in July when we're closer to that 2020. Correct. Yeah, get it now yeah. so you can tell your friends I told you so. Yeah. Uh, you know, you want to have the one that's nice and faded and worn in by July. Yeah. I've had mine so, for years. I do. All right. So Orioles Radio Network offered Birdland Sports this opportunity to have a booth at their opening day festivities, at their opening day party. And it sounded like a good idea to me. We offered a good deal. So I said, all right. I printed up a bunch of T-shirts. I printed out a bunch of flyers. They told me 18,000 people came through their pregame party last year. So I agreed. I went and set up. They gave me the location. I got there at 9 a.m. I set up. Here's the problem. 
they fenced in their pregame party and they left all the vendors outside the fence. They then put the entrance to the pregame party on the opposite side of all the vendors. So they told me 18,000 people and I sat out there in the cold all day from 9 a.m. Rain too. Till 3 p.m. And rain. Yeah. I, uh, I, they told me to expect 18,000 people. I handed out about 200 flyers yeah. for Birdland Sports and Section 336. Do you want to know how many T-shirts I sold? How many T-shirts you sell? I'm guessing not to how many you brought. Three. <laughs> Three T-shirts. Yeah. And I paid for this booth to be part of the pregame festivities, and they fenced in. They fenced all the people out of it. And here's the other stop. They put us over by the light rail, but then they, they directed traffic away from the vendors so that all the people would walk up and around behind all the vendors. So it wasn't just me that was upset. All the vendors were upset. Yeah, no. they didn't direct any people in front of mine. You you came by the booth and saw. Yeah, it was no, ridiculous I, where they had us to say came, we were part I, of that I came party. By and I saw the sign and I entered into the festivities and it was jam packed. Yeah. Um, and I was like looking for you know your 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 table. And then I finally got to the end and realized you weren't there. And then I saw you, but then I couldn't even access you because there was a barricade in the way. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to get out of here. Hey, you nice. get access to, to the table. So then I had to navigate my way around to find oh. an exit of the barricade to then walk yeah. around and get to you. Yeah, it, was, a, it was silly. I sent a nice stern email to uh, the Orioles Radio Network, which is uh, the Hearst Company, WBAL and 98 Rock. Nice okay. stern email to them complaining to the rep there saying, hey, this was – misleading and falsely promoted and you misled me in the sale of this booth and false advertising so we'll see how that goes but i have to complain a little bit on here about it because it was so bad but here's the bright spot of my entire day there yeah a couple came up and i forgot to ask their names because i was thrown off a little bit uh but husband and wife come up and owen hands them a flyer and she goes are you josh and yells across because she's a listener. So I got to mm-hmm. say thank you to the listener yeah. because she said how she likes she's, – she's mentioned how her husband listens for the sports talk and the Orioles breakdown, and she listens for all the personal stuff we get into in the Little League talk. Yeah. So nice to meet them. That was a highlight of my day. Said goodbye to them. I met a couple other listeners throughout the day too, but this one in particular stood out because as soon as they walked away, Owen turned to me and said, wait, people actually listen to your podcast? And then – he caught me a couple other times with listeners throughout the weekend, and now he thinks I'm a celebrity. Yeah, so, so that's very good. I, hus- I enjoyed the that. husband and wife thing is cool. That's hard to do. I I can't think of any podcast I listen to with my with my wife. I guess maybe a couple of news podcasts with the wife, but no, um, none. Yeah, so that's that's when you could pull off the white Hobson combo. That's quite the compliment. So yeah, that's that's cool right. to hear. Right, there's some murder podcasts that occasionally I'll listen to that my wife listens to, but yeah. I don't really listen to the murder podcast that much. I mean, I can't even get my wife to listen to this podcast that then I'm on. Correct, <laughs> correct. It feels, it feels too much with Orioles. Yep, so that, that's cool. But that was cool, and yeah, and Owen's all excited because I'm a Baltimore celebrity. Yeah, sweet. So, yeah, yeah. Not, listen, I'm not. I'm not. I don't take. I'm not uh, an active member of Berlin Sports. That's your thing. So I care more about our listeners coming up and saying, "Hey, yeah. then <laughs> I do well, a T-shirt." That's well, cool. I'll also tell you the back. The other half of that flyer that went out to 200 people was for Section 336. Oh, sweet. So, so hopefully, hopefully maybe listeners. there's some some new listeners listening to that, uh, checking us out as well. 
yeah through there absolutely josh before we get out of here any uh reviews you want to share oh yeah let me pull up the reviews i'll tell you my last uh complaint about the weekend is simply the weather for being a florida boy i uh have grown accustomed to (laughs) the florida weather and i think you may have a little bit in georgia as well i guess i didn't really mind the cold at all to be honest i thought i'd be more bothered by the cold i was i was uh i was bothered i was bothered by the cold a little bit more than i expected i grew accustomed to it so like uh, yesterday's game, I went to in just a t-shirt because I had to prove I'm a Maryland guy. Yeah, and uh, no, I was wearing three layers, but <laughs> oh no, I mean, but yeah, I was wearing a hoodie and, and sweatshirts. Yeah, uh, yeah, we got a, we've got in the past week, we've got two reviews that came in, and we thank everyone for these reviews. Please yeah. keep on sending your reviews. Operation over to Gibbons, iTunes. Operation uh, uh, Move Jay Gibbons to to the bottom yeah. of the review. Continues. Yeah, cancel Jay Gibbons. Yeah. All right, uh, great from a faraway fan. Living in Texas, I don't get much O's talk. These guys keep me up to date with the right mix of O's, news, and enjoyable chit-chat. The only issue I had for the longest time was I put the wrong voice to face from their pod photo. Mm. Uh, Still trying to untangle that mess in my brain. Keep up the great work, guys. Never change. Velvet Revolver fan sent that in. And uh, if you're paying attention and you're looking at the artwork right now, I am Josh. I am the one wearing the Oriole hat. What are we live streaming this somewhere? Or no, this is this. No, video but when you when you listen to it on your app, you can look at your the picture and see. Oh, there's the thing. an image with the comes when you're listening to it. I see. You know our our, our artwork, how it shows okay. you and me sitting there in orange shirts. Yeah, and how so, are, I don't even know what I look like. How are you describing yourself right now, Josh? I'm looking at the picture. I'm wearing an Orioles hat and glasses. You are wearing glasses and no hat. Uh, I've got the tattoo. You are on the left hand side. Okay, um, I got a more a more fully grown beard in there. You've got the yeah, you've got the bigger beard and more hair. Yeah. So I guess he's he's been mixed up in who is who of, of our cartoon pictures. Okay. So uh, other other one came in from Ryan from New York, which I love that all our listeners are from all over the world. It's fun to hear more and more people around the world checking out Section Three Thirty Six. Yeah, as, as we are part of that population now too. Yeah. Yeah. Best Orioles podcast around, five stars. I've been listening to these guys for about seven years now. And can I just say they are a must-listen for any Orioles fan? Josh and Matt are great hosts, and their banter is just top-notch. Being from New York, it's great to hear consistent conversations from Orioles fans who have lived in the area and now out of state, which makes it both insightful and relatable. Also, the fact that they talk about their personal lives really makes it feel like you're a part of the conversation between friends, which is different from most sports shows. It's a great listen and let's go O's. Seven years now, at the true coconut right there. Yeah, I mean, we're 10 years in. That guy's been listening for seven. And I'll tell you what, it's more than uh, listening to friends talk because we're brothers. So you're part of our family if you're listening to Section 336. And Matt, if you want to have some fun, I know we just promoted uh, Section 336, but while you're over there writing us an iTunes review, just do a quick search for Orioles under your podcast app. And okay. you'll say, oh, this uh, show, I've never heard of this. They have one episode. They have two. Mm. They have three. Oh, they did one 15 years ago, and now they're doing another one. It's a lot of people hopping on the bandwagon. There's very yeah, few. Listen, there's plenty of room for, years for everyone. There's plenty of room for everyone. Um, but yeah, good luck finding a, a, a podcast that's been on for 10 years. Right, right. I think we've got our track record proven. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. Someday we'll ha- we have to build this up to pass down to our sons. 
Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. No. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to get my kids not to be a Braves fan. So, uh, hey, you and I both. Yeah. So, all right, let's get out of here. Anything else you want to push or promote before we get out of here? No. Go over to Birdland Sports, get those 2023 shirts, and then I'll have some more up once those are gone. But ten bucks a shirt, you can't beat it. All right, guys. Follow us on Facebook. Write us review on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at section three three six. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Roca. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. As always, go O's. Come on, people.